Fellow teammates, welcome to another episode of the Move Swiftly podcast. I am your host, Aswan Crookshank, the founder of Gym 44 Recruiting and author of Swiftly, Your Guide to Innovative Teamwork. Teammates, 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 as always, truly, truly appreciate you guys tuning in. The support has been incredible. I do not start this off without telling you just how much I appreciate all of the support that I've gotten since I've started this. Today, I am super pumped because we're going back to the DMV. Back to the DMV with this. I don't even know what time I heard her. Well, first of all, if you're not if you're not registered to Clubhouse, make sure you do that because within a week of me registering on Clubhouse, I got an opportunity to meet her and she gave me some great gems and we found out there was just a lot of synergies between us and, you know, we decided to to link arms and record an episode for you guys to listen to. So with all that, Miss Monica Livingston, how are you doing today, sister? What's up? What's going on, bro? I'm living the dream, baby, baby. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Look, Matt, you know, as I was getting ready for this and I was preparing to kind of chat with you and stuff, I noticed you were you you were like a legendary person with this this franchise named the DC Divas. Yeah. And as I, as we were talking a little bit before, I used to work at a gym named D1 and there was a great connection I had with the DC Divas and stuff like that. So can you just kind of, so for the people who don't know who the DC Divas are, just kind of give people a little bit of your background and kind sure. of how we got this thing started off. Yeah, so the DC Divas are a women's professional tackle football team. Uh, They are still to date the winningest football franchise in women's football. So they've won more championships, national championships, et cetera, more games than any other team. Um, And they are just, I mean, I'm still connected so deeply to many of the the DC Divas and and it's real football. I'm not talking lingerie mess. I'm talking real women's tackle football, helmets, pads, the whole nine, been around over 20 years, been doing the damn thing. And I'm just proud to, you know, have so many people that I've I've met through the, the team that I still hold very dear to me. I was a running back for the Divas for six seasons. My, um, my career with them kind of ended early. In, in, in my opinion, I had a devastating ankle injury. Uh, many people, you know, compared it to Joe Theismann's injury. My ankle turned around upside down and backwards, literally dangling and just hanging there in front of me. They had to set my foot right there on the field because they were worried that I was going to lose uh, my foot because there was no blood flow. So they were like, hey, we got to turn this thing. Um, I said some stuff and one that I probably can't say here, but it equated to don't touch it, leave it alone. Uh, but they had to, they had to. So they went one, two, three, went to twist that bad boy. It didn't twist all the way back, but um, then they did it again and they got it back in the right direction. And then I had uh, two surgeries. I still have five pins and a plate in the ankle, uh, did 18 months of intensive rehab, went back out there, scored one more touchdown and then retired right then and there. Not the end of that game, but the end of that play, man. I was like, okay, that's enough and that's done. So that's that's who the DC Divas are. They are a part of the WFA. Um, I am now working as the chief revenue officer for the WNFC. 
Uh, it's a fairly new league, but it is a league, in my opinion, that is changing the landscape of women's football and how things are, are being done or have been done with women's football. And I, and I see it just being totally different um, and not on the backs of the women, but on the backs of sponsors, as it should be. You know, you, you brought it up because that's exactly where I was going to go. But that injury, that injury, and I watched the video, I saw how devastating it was. You know, what was your, your mindset then? You know, what made it so you went from player? How did you transition from player into this, this so sought after speaker? Yeah, so it, um, it didn't happen. It's not as shiny as it looks now, right? It's not as slick as- I know, that's right. Yeah, yeah man, it, it's not as slick as the website and the checks coming in. Um, it, it was really, it was tough. I, I, again, because I thought I had more playing in me. Um, you mm -hmm. know, I was, I, I was good. I'm not going to sit here and lie to the people. Um, I, I knew no, what to tell, tell them what you, you are. Know what I'm this, is, this is the Move Swiftly podcast. Hey, unlimited you know, time. hey, I was out there moving swiftly with the rock, man. You know what I'm saying? Come so, on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so I was like, man, now what? And, and, and I really think that a lot of people are in that same category in life, whether it's sports or not, where this now what? kind of just knocked me upside of my head. I had a position a, and a role on the team was seen as a leader and influential member of the team for, for on the field and off the field, but how the team moved in terms of playing field and practices and who our owners were. So I was an integral part of, of building um, the franchise with a lot of other great people. And it just felt like now what? And so I had to think about myself and what I call, and, and I talk about this a lot of times with, with uh, corporate leaders, managers, um, in, in leadership, this comes up, but also with high school athletes, I had to go through a rebranding. I had to go, okay, so yes, now you're not yes. going to be, yeah, you know, I want to be the superstar running back. So now what? Right. So it, it wasn't easy, but I looked at myself and said, okay, you can walk away and not be a part of this, or you can figure out another way that you can make an impact. And so I thought, okay, what can I do? And so then it just, I, you know, went to leadership, management, coaching. I, I knew that coaching wasn't going to be it for me. Um, mm. and, and I'll tell you why it was because I still had so many friends on the team yes. and I, I wasn't ready to tell them what to do and, or hold them accountable. Like I still wanted to get a beer and hang out with them and do stupid stuff. Right. You know, yeah, there, there's a big difference between playing and coaching. And then I, I had to learn that myself as well, because I was a I was a young high school coach. I was 26, yeah. 27 coaching high school football. And it, it felt I know exactly where you're coming from with that. Yeah. So it was too close for me. Right. So I was like, OK, I don't want to do that. So front office, my degrees in sports management. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was the person that put together our first booster club organization and got volunteers for that. So I kind of focused more front office, did some sponsorship sales, things of that nature became the, you know, and then it, some of it was organic. They asked me, would I be the MC for our banquet? So I started that. And then they would ask me what I do some facilitating when we do the um, player retreat. So all this, you know, wow talking wow. in front of people, that's where that came. And so I went through a rebranding and I tell everybody that everybody should be Netflix. And some of the kids don't even know, you know, I have to mm -hmm. explain to them what Netflix is. I'm like, you guys think Netflix is a streaming company, but like in my day, Netflix delivered freaking DVDs, movies, yeah. 
to your yeah. house, right? Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. watch them and then you put them in this envelope and mail them away. And by the time those were gone, some other ones came. And when DVDs died, mm-hmm. you know, Netflix could have walked away. That was the, you know, uh-oh, the what if, now what moment that Netflix- Talk to them, talk to them, talk to them, talk to them. And Netflix <laughs> could have been gone, right? And they could have said, oh man, what else are we gonna do? But instead, Netflix went away for a little bit. They got themselves together. And now they're at everybody's freaking house, just like they were before. But I think it's even more now because of technology yes. and what people want. And now they have original programming on Netflix. Netflix was dead, man. They were dead, dead, dead. And now they right. score it again big time. So I think everybody should And it's should because have a they were willing to adapt. And, and I hate yeah. to cut you off, but there's so no. many people listening in right now that are afraid to adapt. I, I started this off telling you, I didn't know anything about no clubhouse. I'm just joining them because, right. you know, a friend of mine just recommended he might have heard a podcast or whatever. He said, you just got to be on it. And now we have a connection that is obviously a great yeah. connection. Why? Because the two of us are not afraid to adapt. There's so many of you yeah. guys listening in right now that are hiding and you're hiding and you're hiding and you're wondering why you're not getting to that next level in life. It's because you're not adapting. I mean, that Netflix example yeah. is excellent. And that the, the, the thing that really intrigued me about you, Monica, is that I, you know, I was working with PCA, a PCA about, I say two years ago now, that was my plan to get out of fitness and into speaking. And I'm in South Florida and, you know, we couldn't sell the workshops, COVID, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, how, what, P, what, what struck you about PCA? What made it so you and PCA have such a solid connection? Yeah, let me tell you, it really, again, it didn't happen. It wasn't roses and, in, in, uh, you, you know, diamonds in the beginning. I literally was driving in a car, um, thinking about taking another direction, completely going back. I come from an education background, started a school for special education students. Um, All of them were 17 to 23 years of age, involved in the criminal justice system. Um, Every single one of them had IEPs. And so that's what I was was good at doing, was building platforms and, and, and helping to build systems where the marginalized communities could could strive and and thrive and so um i was thinking about going something kind of back into that in the mental health you know realm and and i went to this orientation met with this company and i was like yeah this isn't for me and i got in the car i literally left early like it was like a Mm -hmm. little break you know there was like this in information meeting where they had like 20 of us in this room they were telling us about the direction they wanted to go in the company and build and, and I just got a vibe I was like yeah it's not for me so I went I'm with to you get I'm with you bathroom, man I went to go to the bathroom and I came out the bathroom I was supposed to make a right I made a left took the elevator down got in the car and at the very moment I got in the car there was a radio ad on for positive coaching alliance and no I was kidding. like no no serious <laughs> Like, dude, if I would have, if I would have went, if I would have took longer in the bathroom, like if the elevator didn't come right. in and there, you know, like right. I missed the whole thing. But I got in the elevator. I mean, I got it right at the same time. Got in the car at the right time, in my opinion. Listen to the 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 um the little ad, and it's funny because I've talked to some people about this at PCA since then. PCA didn't do a lot of ads, right? This was a someone had donated some free you know, ad space for this was like a PSA, a public service announcement. And they had this little clip and I was like, man, that's super cool. You know, coaching, being positive with kids. Maybe I'm supposed to hear this. 
I went on the website and I thought, mm, this is super, super positive. I'm really a competitor. This might not be, mm-hmm. for me. you know? So I was a little like, ah, did some digging. I didn't go to traditional mm-hmm. route. I didn't fill out the stuff on their trainer app. I found the people that work there on LinkedIn, looked at their stuff, looked at who they knew, sent them some connections, connected with them and kind of went around the barn, so to speak, and then got involved with them. And my, my connection with them is solid because I really truly believe that there is power and positivity. I really truly believe that if we can make kids have a positive youth sports experience, it sounds corny, but we do get better athletes. We most certainly get better people. And man, don't we need better people in this world trumpeting around on earth. So I was solid on you know, um, their, their mission and, and their message. It's been four years in February. Um, I've had the opportunity to wow. speak in a lot of places. And, and as much as I've given to PCA, and I'm just gonna keep it real. I, I feel like at times I've given to PCA, I've given free time to PCA, I've given discounted pricing to PCA because mm-hmm. PCA does not pay me anywhere, anywhere close to what I get in my private business for speaking and teaching. So I look at that as yes. that's part of me giving to them. But as much as mm-hmm. I've you know, given to them, I, I've received from them. The faces on some of the kids, uh, some of the coaches that said, you know what, I didn't know that. I've been doing this thing wrong and I'm going to get myself together and I'm going to go do different. And then I know that that means that when they go do different, there are 20 kids on that team that are going to get different mm-hmm. and then those 20 are going to learn different. And so then they're going to go do different for 20. And so this ripple effect is important um, for me. And then the other thing I get from PCA is the connections. You, you know, I mean, look, you and I connected on Clubhouse, but the, the reason we kept the conversation going was because there was a mention of those three letters. I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. What'd you say? PCA? You said, yeah, PCA. And so here we are now. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's been it's been great for me for connections and, and, and meeting people and like minded people. Right. Like like minded. That's people. the big part. That's a big yeah, part. Man. Like, in in a world to... that there's so many, yeah. there's so many things going on, so many connections. When you get those like minded people, we could just roll. I mean, yeah. there was just, you know, Jessica Perez, she was on here and there was Jody. Yep. There was sub. there's been several PCA trainers that have been on this very show that have yeah. said that same thing, especially Jody. Jody was a lot like you, where it was really by accident. Just yeah. by accident, he was just going because he was actually, I think he was interested in just for his boys or someone had just told him about it. And he become, he's like one of the top trainers where they fly him out yeah. to places yeah. now. So. Yeah. Yeah. With um, Jody, that's that's my man. Jody is my boy. Uh, it, Jessica and I are super cool, too. She um, has been instrumental in, in uh, giving me some testimonials and stuff from a website. Um, so we, I saw we had, that. I saw yeah, that. We've had some offline conversations. Jody Jody is my my man. Now we can already do some other collaborations on. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. He has uh, the root, root of it all the time. I think he has a podcast out now. The root yeah. Yep. It's been it, kind of. Right. So, yeah. And then I have a CPR and first aid training business. And so I'm going to have Jody start. Uh, it'd be an extension of Metro CPR in Texas and let him run with that branch of it and, and do his thing there, which would, you know, feed uh, it, it, the people that he loves. And I'm not talking about just his immediate family, but the kids and that he coaches and people that he cares about and, um, you know, and help me grow and build too. So again, you know, that was 
I met Jody at PCA and we would started kicking it at the, uh, the trainer Institute that they fly us out to every two years where you're there for almost a week with these people. And you, you really, you gel with everybody, but then you find these super nugget connections and yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. yeah. No, he's the man. He was the, well, here's how it went. It was Jessica was my first co-facilitation. And then Jody was my second. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's why by the time, you know, by the time I got through with them, it's like, all right, I'm ready to start my own brand. Oh, yeah, because you're ready. That's all you need, man. <laughs> that's like boot camp for like, you know, like, that's I'm all you need. You. Their feedback, I was like taking notes. I mean, Justin's telling me you got to use the space like this. And then when you're in the workshop, you say this. And then Jody, yeah. you know, he goes with the, uh, what's that, the, uh, Rock, paper, scissors game. Yeah. The whole crowd. I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, well, that, the reason I bring that up is because that brings me into the next point I want to get with you is uh, when you're on your website, you see, you know, you have different categories of how you speak and what you do and what you don't do. Can you just go in a little bit for people like me who are aspiring to be speakers or anybody yeah. else who's listening? And how did you categorize how you speak, the way you were able to organize it like that? Yeah. So here's the first thing. You got to be authentic and know who you want to talk to. Like that's Oh, take notes on that one, guys. Right off the back. That's it. Like that's the the rest of it is picking out colors, fonts, and pictures. Like real talk. That that's that's all the website. But the beginning part is what do you want to say and who do you want to say it to? Those are the two questions. So I know that I can my message can resonate and who I want to help are athletes parents of athletes and coaches. Cause I feel like I've been in that space enough, you know, either playing high school, college, professional coaching, you know, high school, collegiate, uh, doing some uh, recruiting, helping some D3 schools recruit. That's my space. I know that space. And then I know education because that was my job, right? So that's my, that's what I'm good at. That's what, where I'm mm-hmm. authentic. So now yes. who, who, okay. So that's my, that's my, who, who am I going to talk to now? Well, the people that are in those spaces are athletes, coaches, and uh, parents of athletes so that they don't screw it up for athletes. So now I'm solid on what I'm talking about, and then I'm solid on who I'm talking to. Then what happened accidentally, I didn't set out to go into the corporate space. I thought you had to be you know, a business leader, Fortune 500, whatever. I knew that's where mm-hmm. the money was, right? I knew that. Right, the- right. The checks are there for those people to pay you to come and speak. When FedEx pays you, it hits a little bit different, hits your account different than when yes. the, you know, the little school, chapel school around the corner comes and wants you to come pay. But exactly, yeah. know, so, so organically what happened was I'm literally finishing up talks with parents or parents would attend some of the athlete workshops or coaches would have the, their spouse and they would say, man, you know, I went home, told my wife, about some of the stuff you said. And she said, we need this at our law, our law firm. Or parents afterwards would say, I was here because it was a mandatory um, meeting for me to go for my kid to play baseball and my daughter to do lacrosse. I didn't even wanna be here today, but I gotta be honest with you. I thought I was coming for them, but I'm gonna take this stuff back home. You know, and, and I'm gonna take it back to my job. And then people started leaving business cards. Literally after talks, they come up and be like, do you do this in corporate? And here's what I learned to say uh, as one real quick. Yeah. Hmm, yeah to the cash, right? So I just said, yeah. I said, yeah, before I even had a corporate talk. I said, sure. 
because what they told me was that it's the same stuff. They told me that they needed the same thing. So I knew I just had to switch it up a little bit in order to be able to deliver the same thing and have the same impact. So again, just authentic off the jump. I didn't start saying this is what I do. I knew what I was good at, who could benefit from it. And then the rest started coming. And so when I talked to the corporate leaders, it looks very similar to when I'm talking to athletic directors, when I'm talking to teachers, it looks the same as when I'm talking to coaches. Um, the message is really ridiculous to me. And I think you heard me say this maybe in the clubhouse, everything we learned in kindergarten, share and be nice to freaking people, right? Like, like have some empathy. And then what you find, mm -hmm. yep. these spaces in this culture, what happens is you get peak performance out of people. So you don't have to berate them into it. You don't have to beat them into it. You don't even have to cheer mm -hmm. them into it because they're safe and they'll give you their best that they have. So um, real the long answer to the question, Cliff Notes is the speaking happened really organically. And the, the main thing I would tell someone is be authentic, know what you're good at. And you know, you'll be surprised at who wants to hear that from you and pay for it. Too. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is to be gained and passed along. Did you guys catch all of that? It's to be gained and passed along. As, as I really want to like dive into that experience from, because uh, I just did my first workshop. I, I do move swiftly workshops where I could talk to you about a little bit offline, but I did my first one for free at a massage envy. Okay. And, front, and this was like two or three weeks ago. And from that, just their reaction. I was able to write, really put it in my head and put something together to where now you could take those little things and move it into a corporate space to where you get more confidence. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like that, exactly. like that, that really, yep. man, it's mind boggling. And it's interesting that you bring up the kindergarten example because it's like, we're talking to the same people and we're saying those same things to where I see the reaction out of something that's coming out of my head off these people. And it's like, you could do this at any level, yep. any level. Yep. So, yo, know, it's like, Man, it, it just as you're talking, I'm thinking about all the great things that happen when you, you know, you've developed your voice and things of that nature, man. Yes, yes. And the podcast is a good way to do it too, right? It's a good way to keep growing and 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 get people to come on, and you le we learn from each other. Like that's mm -hmm. so it's constantly just collecting information, and you know, you might have to put your own secret sauce on it. I, I will tell you that that's the other thing is that you. Mm -hmm can't be and not you but the grander you you know you can't be anyone else there's some stuff that i'll never do like um i'm not a big rock paper scissors person it doesn't fit my personality for what i have to do but i've seen people rock that game out i've done it once or twice but i've got some other things in my bag i've seen people where it feels like to me where speakers are in there with magic tricks man they got balls and cards and a rabbit and a hat and you know whatever they yeah, yeah, mesmerize yeah. the audience. That's not me, you know, but I've also been known to drop a video of my injury. It depends on the audience where people go, oh my gosh, how are you even walking? And the, and yeah. the, the guy with the hat and the rabbit, he doesn't have that video. So I, I say all that to say that there's a secret sauce that only you can bring. I can't bring mm -hmm. that. That's you, mm -hmm. right? So when everybody figures out their secret sauce, that's why it's the secret sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you go on, you can actually go and look at this on YouTube now, but if you look at my demo, my demo workshops, I added a slide at the beginning and I put all three of the men that I played for. One was Coach Bob Malloy, a good counselor, who I'm sure you heard of. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Ken Sparks, uh, Carson Newman, 
okay. and Chuck Priory at Stony Brook University in Long Island. Yeah. All three of those guys were retired at their program. And this is football. Right. And I would put that on there and I'd say, this is what got me into it. And they taught me that, you know, loyalty meant something. They did. There was no interest in them going to another job. So right. as players, there was like a peace. There was like a, a calmness we had knowing that our coach wasn't going to leave. As, mm -hmm. Whether you liked him or not, you just knew he was going to be around and he was consistent. Right. And then yeah. from that point, you, and you can check it out on your own, Kelly, who does all the uh, demo workshops, she was like, I love that you did that. You got to think before I bombed, the, I bombed the first audition. <laughs> I bombed it because I was trying to do it their way. And as I'm getting into it, I'm like, you know what? Nah, just like you said, I got to make sure I put my own spin to it. I got to make sure I let them know this is me and the way I got into coaching. Yep. And then I got the trainer position. Yep. But if it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't have known how to be someone else at all. Yeah, yeah, no, good point. I'm glad you said that so people know. Like, you know, that's... That that's the secret to to this stuff is being you and I mean, you don't have to work. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean any of that. But, but you know, you know, people can peep when it's not real. Like, I, I know I yeah. I'm just like I can. I was watching a reality show last night on, on Netflix. It was that new buried by the Bernards or something like that. And it's a ridiculous show. I really just needed some noise on. And my whole thing was, man, they authentically they have a uh, funeral home in Memphis. They are characters. I can see why they uh, got the attention of Netflix, but right now they're performing. And I just kept saying, oh man, they're funny enough without forcing it. Oh, I can see like where, where, they, where they could go with this if they wouldn't try to do the most, but they were overacting and trying to be, you know, it's something that they actually weren't. And I thought, man, just relax. And if they would be them, I'd watch all these episodes in another season. And I think that mm -hmm. as people, we just have to remember that if we want to get renewed, the best thing to do is be us. Yeah, that, that's it, man. And that, that really brings me into what I want to talk to you about next is you, you mentioned your podcast before, but can you just tell us a little bit about what we can expect from yeah. you? I know you got a lot of great things going on. The great JB, Michael Orr, got a podcast coming out. I can't wait to really dive in. I mean, I'm in Florida, you're in DC, but we are able to stay connected through yeah. this. So just tell people a little bit about what's next for Miss Monica Livingston and what, what, what we can expect. Absolutely. So the show is called The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. Um, I think, you know, that's the easiest way to find it is to put my name in there with it because there are a couple other shows called The Huddle. I even got advice to say, hey, you know, call it something else. And I'm like, nope. Again, I want it to be what I want it to be and I want it to be real. So just add the huddle with Monica B. Livingston. And the concept was that I've had some fantastic moments in huddles, whether basketball huddles or team meetings, or you could even look at a staff meeting as a huddle, certainly football huddles. And in those huddles, I just remember that it was the best feeling of like camaraderie and everyone on the same page and one goal and execution and creativity because you may have to read a play and change up and, and you know so you, you may have to pivot differently and but you talk about everybody firing on the same cylinder for whatever that group narrative that that goal was and I thought what if I could create a show in a space where it kind of mirrored that. So where people come 
and the, the, the game, the play, the touchdown is that we drop gems that are real tangible where people can pick up and go implement them in their lives after every single episode. So whether it's an entrepreneur, you know, telling mm-hmm. a new business owner, here's what you can do. Or if it's a doctor and you're not feeling well while you're listening, here's the appointment you need to make or an athlete yes. struggling, here's what you need to do. So that was the concept behind it. Um, I, I didn't want to keep it just to athletes, although that's that's a safe space for me. So I'm really focusing on other podcast hosts, athletes, coaches, and entrepreneurs, and then we have some medical people. I had um, so so far, I've, you know, the hard part is I don't know which one to drop first. Um, we, we've got 14 done, and I need to figure out the schedule. And after I get off the phone with you after this. <laughs> Probably one of the things I'll be doing. But yes, we had JB from Last Chance U. Um, very, very interesting. Uh, I'm going to not give it all away because I want people to listen, but I will tell you, you want to tune in. He is a character, but there's a lot of depth to him that I don't think that the show uh, necessarily showed. And that's exactly what I picked yeah. up. Yeah. That, yeah like I, watching it, I yeah. picked up, he has a heart. And you got to look at it from the perspective of not that many white people live in live, grew up in South Central LA. Right. So you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to understand what he actually went through. He was the minority where he grew up. Yep. And you could tell that as much as, as much as it was easy to hate him, there was some love there. There was some real genuine love for the players. Well, my thing is like, who does that job for that little bit of money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there you go. And that's another point. <laughs> It's not like he's getting big checks to be in the gutter to do this to coach where he was coaching and you know mm-hmm. last year, you put the spotlight on him as as a coach there but he'd been coaching he had been a player a little stint in the nfl little stint in the first xfl um and really does care uh, about the kids he has some staggering stats for his coaching um, and, mm-hmm. and so much so that I, I still have to check out. I'm still verifying a couple of them because they were staggering in terms of how many kids he's put th- that have gotten scholarships. Um, yeah. under no kids have been arrested while with him. Now, whether they go on or before him, but while in his program, no one has been arrested or committed a, a crime. Um, so it's just really interesting. And then, and then Michael Orr, uh, that was yesterday. He's just I, like I feel like I have a friend for life now with Michael. Oh Orr. yeah, yeah. Uh, just Mr. a blind side, Mr. Blind side. Yeah. For you guys that don't know. <laughs> right, right. Good dude, and he he wasn't a big fan of the movie. You know. No, like, no, no. Well, what's interesting though is when I was at the D one, you know, he had one open, and one of his like right hand men was was training at the D one. He was from corporate. And he was telling me about Michael because they were, you know, they were obviously really close. And he was telling me about that family and how they just taught him to invest. And he told me the same thing is he really wasn't a big fan of the movie. He was a real humble guy, but he really wasn't a, a huge fan of it. Yeah. The thing that I loved about him was he's able to separate. And I think this would make him a caliber, probably made him a caliber player, but more of a caliber human is he said it's helping a lot of people. It's inspirational. And like I said, you cannot, you, you cannot deny that when people watch the blind side, man, they feel like they can do anything and come from anywhere. It's a real feel good movie. And it's mm-hmm. a like, go out there and get it. And he's able to, to fully separate how he felt they made, they portrayed him 
and the good that it's doing. And that's just a testament to him. He's got a new app um, that he's developing and you got to listen to the podcast to get all the details for that. But oh, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a, it's subscribe. I subscribe for sure. <laughs> it's just helping, man. Like he's a good, yeah. like it seems so easy to say and like I'm not saying enough, but he's just a good dude. Like no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And uh, so yeah, I had him. I had a dentist um, who did um, Missy Elliott's uh, teeth. Uh, makeover teeth, Cardi B's mouth, um, uh, nephew Tommy for the Steve Harvey show, Buster Rhymes, uh, Wendy Williams. She's the dentist, a VIP dentist to the stars. So I had her on to talk about, you know, teeth health and and really these mm -hmm. scammy things about whitening your teeth and what you really should do. And she's a character, so we had a good time. So there um, you go, masters yeah. of their craft. I can't wait for your episodes <laughs> to drop because a lot yeah. of people don't realize that they'll see a celebrity, but they don't understand that there's so much of an entourage and all those little things like the dentist, the makeup artist, the yep. the stylist. So many things that go into these these multi these multimillionaires that we all know and love. For sure, for sure. So it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be super cool. Um, Hakeem Vows is another one that uh, he's got over a million followers on TikTok. He used to play in the NFL. He's trying to get back in the NFL. Another just a real techie, smart guy. So he stepped away from the NFL to really focus on his future for his kid and make sure that there's some long lasting money. And he's an investor and developer and um, uses really TikTok to to you know for make make his fame even more but he he's spreading a good message so i'm excited about those and more and yeah i mean it's it's uh it's been it's been amazing the the support and it's a long list of people that that want to come on and i'm gonna turn the tables on you one day and have you on too can't just sit here and ask me questions i'm gonna get you on <laughs> <laughs> man I, I i you took the words out of my mouth you know i was about to say when can i jump on I <laughs> that's exactly where i was going with that one <laughs> all right mike i know you're busy i'm gonna let you get out of here the uh, last thing i do with all my guests is a thing that's called word association okay. i'm gonna say four words and you just give me a quick one word response and what you think of when you hear these four words cool okay. all right word number one uncomfort Okay, wait a minute. Do I wait for all four or just right after it? Oh, you give me four. Just right after. Yeah, just right after it. Okay, gotcha. I'm ready, I'm ready again. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do it. Word number one, uncomfort. Necessary. Ooh, like it, like it. Word number two, results. Destiny. Word number three, emotion. Uh, you stumped me. There's so many things I want to say. I'm thinking about the next sentence after them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go emotion. Oh, you stumped me. I'm gonna go with um, necessary again. Now I want to change my. You purpose. stumped me is a good response. I like that one. Yeah. People yeah. Know. People know. Listen, that's a trigger. When yeah. you guys go on that website and you watch the videos and you see the one where she got hurt and she's doing the, the talk on the wheelchair and things like that, it, it can't really be grasped, captured through the podcast. But when you go on there and see it, it'll touch you the same way it touched me. So trust me, when, when that emotional one hits her, yeah, you guys know why, man. You guys know why. And the final word, Monica, is power. Oh, I'm going to say M-O-N-I-C-A, baby. 
Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, before I officially close, uh, you kind of plugged anything. Anything else you want to say? Any parting words? Go ahead. The microphone is yours. Do your thing. Thank you. Follow me on Instagram, Livingston3636. Website is Monica D livingston.com the huddle with monica d livingston you can get on uh, apple spotify google podcast wherever you get your podcasts i'm highly highly responsive um you know via if anybody via dms and emails at monica at monica d livingston.com um, i'm collecting good people so come on and ride with me and let's see what 2021 and more brings and thank you for having me here on the show i love your message i love what you're doing and don't stop get it get it my pleasure my pleasure i appreciate that fellow teammates continue to move swiftly we'll talk more soon Watch me reverse out of dicks. He got a bad bitch, bad bitch. We live in lavish, lavish. I got expensive fabrics. I got expensive habits. He wanna go with me. He likes to roll away. He wanna be with me. He wanna give me that vitamin D. Ice ornaments. Ice style tournaments. You ain't on this. Don't think they own this. Give me the ball, take a top shift Call my girls and put them all on a spaceship Hang one night when y'all say I'll make you famous Have you ever seen a stage going ape shit? Step my money fast and go fast, fast Fast like my Lambo Jumping off the stage, ho Jumping, jumping, hey, hey Finna pull up in the zoo I'm like, Chief, keep me Rafiki Who been lying king to you? Pocket watch it like kangaroos Tell these clowns we ain't amused Nana clips for that monkey business 4-5 got changed for you Motorcades when we came through Presidential with the planes too When better get you with the residential Undefeated with the cane too I said no to the Super Bowl You need me, I don't need you Every night we in the end zone Tell the NFL we in stadiums too Last night was a fucking zoo Stage diving in a pool of people Ran through Liverpool like a fucking Beatles Smoke Gorilla Glue like it's fucking legal Tell the Grammys, fuck that O for A shit Have you ever seen a crowd going ape shit? Step my money fast and go fast, fast Fast like my Lambo Jumping off the stage, ho Jumping, jumping, hey, hey Crowd better save us Crowd going, hey, hey I can't believe we made it This is what we made, man This is what we thankful for This is what we think, man I can't believe we made it This a different thing, Have you ever seen a crowd going ape shit? Haters in danger, danger. whole lot of gang
gang it. 35 chains. I don't give a damn about the fame. GA planes. Alexander Wayne. She a thought that you claim. Can be tapping my ring. Oh. Now popping my bitches, I poppin'. We go to the dealer and cop it all. Sipping my favorite alcohol. Got me so lit, I need Tylenol. All of my people, I free them all. I feel no one wanna see the stars. Uh, sending the missiles out. Drinking my inhibitions out. 250 for the rich and meal. Yeah, yeah, living the field. My body made jiggle go near. Man, my mama, my lord, my shield. Look at my jewelry, I'm lethal. These diamonds on me, they see through. I'm a march and they wish they equal. I got M's like the back of VV. So give me the ball, give me the ball. Take a top shift. Call my girls and put them all on a spaceship. Hang one night when y'all say I'll make you famous. Have you ever seen a crowd going eight? Step my money fast and go fast, fast like.